You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. Today, we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Samel. Samel is a 24-year-old grad student studying at Cornell University. She makes YouTube videos covering modern dating as a side hobby. That is so cool. Welcome to the show, Samel. How are you? I am so happy to be part of the show. I'm really excited. Yeah. This is great. So, so tell, us, <laughs> tell us a little bit about the, this YouTube thing. Are you, are you single and you're, you're recording like your dating experience? How does that work? Okay, yeah. So I am still single. And I started this YouTube channel back in February and I started this series on my YouTube channel called Love and Quarantine just because like everything started and, you know, we couldn't really go out and date normally. So I would have these Zoom dates with people and of course ask permission if they could be recorded. They said yes. And then record it, edit it, and then put it online. So right now I would say, I think I have eight episodes online right now. So I would match with these different people and we would have our first date be basically recorded and then now put online for everyone to see. And I got really good. Many people really enjoyed my first episode. So that's why it motivated me to continue making more episodes. And I've got to meet um, a lot of great people from the series. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have any of them actually turned out to be beyond the Zoom date? Like, did you get any like in-person date? None of them have been in person. So let's see. Date number one, we actually had two dates and we're still talking now. But like it hasn't been in person. Another date that we went on, um, another date too. He he is in a relationship right now, so he's off the market. But we're oh. still friends. I know tragic story, <laughs> but we're still friends. He texts me. We text back and forth. He like still keeps up with my like loving quarantine series and just makes notes about it. Date number three, he moved away, so that's unfortunate. So now like it's not infeasible. I think he's in South Carolina right now and I'm mm. in New York. So it just wouldn't work out. But we did have a good... And date number three, we actually met um, in person like two years ago and then we reconnected on Zoom. So that actually made for like a good episode in a sense that like I already knew this person. So we had that connection beforehand. So it made the transition to Zoom pretty easy and it wasn't as awkward. Right. And then, yeah. And then date number four, we just ghosted each other so that just happened yeah which is like awful but like it was a mutual ghosting so I don't feel too bad about it yeah and then the other dates I believe oh one date we did a live stream together which was very interesting we're so friends so right now I would say for majority of the dates um and the episodes I'm friends with everyone now but it hasn't led to anything romantic yeah the live stream was really interesting I could imagine people tuning in and, and then you guys doing what people say in the comments. I've, I've seen some very interactive mm-hmm. dates like yeah. that. No. So this one was actually in person. So we were oh. sitting side by side live streaming. So what, how we did it was I had a list of questions, like icebreaker questions, but then the audience also had questions. So we were answering both my list and their list. So we're getting to know each other live. Yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I bet you can make another full series about that. I think that's really a, a cool thing. And then you can take the live stream and then sub- upload it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
But uh, you know, I, I do want to keep keep talking about that because it's such a cool story and it's such a different approach to dating. But before that, just I'd like to get a little background. How long have you been single for? And is this by choice or circumstance? What what happened with the last the last <laughs> I, I would say I've been in many situationships, but I would never classify myself as ever having been in a relationship. So I've been single, I guess, forever. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. And is that by because you just like it that way and you just you just function better? Or is it part because- of it is a lot of the people that I've encountered, at least while in school, they are not looking for a relationship. So it was kind of like on both ends, we we're both busy doing our own thing. So I have a lot of things going on besides just my just in grad school. So that takes up a bulk of my time. But I also work in a startup. So you can imagine that a startup, you're just always hustling and bustling. So you don't really have time for people. So I personally didn't pay that carve out that time to have a relationship. So it, it's both ends. Both me, I just didn't want to put in that time and other, and usually the other party didn't want in a relationship. Mm. Yeah. So out of all those situationships, share, share a story of a, an embarrassing mistake that you made on an a date. Embarrassing, embarrassing mistake. Okay. This is, this was, I wouldn't call this a situation. This was me being reckless. And this was this past winter, December, 2019. So winter break, I went on a family trip to Europe and it was, again, this is a family trip. So I shouldn't be out and about going on dates, but here I am going on like three, four dates a day. So with each country, I basically, I was traveling with my parents and my sister. So once we got off the plane, I was immediately on apps and just swiping, like there was no tomorrow. So I was, I was like, what better way is there to meet people? Like explore a city and meet people than like someone who's like from the country. So let's, so the first night I was in Amsterdam, I just got on the back of someone random's bike and, you know, we, and he just basically showed me all of Amsterdam in like four hours. So that was something very random that I did. And then I did the same thing the next day. And again, I was still like swiping with people. And I, I would say with each country, I went on way too many dates which is probably a little problematic since I was supposed to be spending time with my family. I, I'm trying to think if there was anything crazy that had happened though with any particular date. Oh, I, for one of the dates, I was insulted. So this was in Copenhagen and he basically said, oh, you were, the, so when we first met each other, he was like, you're the reason why I don't date Americans. I'm like, well, that, state, that was like the second thing that came out of his mouth. And I was like, okay, very interesting. And then when we got to like the bar that we were going to, he basically started listing out all the reasons why I was single. Because I, I told him before, oh, I've never been in a relationship. And he was just like, oh, do you want me to critique you? I'm like, I, I just didn't know how to answer. I'm like, go ahead. So a, a little background story. He told me his mom was a therapist or psychotherapist, something. So I think he probably endured this. So he was basically spinning that on me. And he was just listing all my flaws, even though he barely knew me, but he was just making assumptions about me. So needless to say, we didn't have a second date, but he still texted me thinking, hey, so are we up for another round like tomorrow night? I'm like, in what world did you think that was like a good date? Like it was a straight one hour of him asking me like why I was single. And he also gave me techniques on how to like get with someone. So he had different rules. So his one of his first rules is, your first date has to be somewhere intimate. So it always has to be at nighttime. It has to be with alcohol involved. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. So that's how you guarantee that something intimate will happen. I'm like, I think we're like on two different wavelengths. And then he would demonstrate, okay. And then during the day, you get to make 
arm motions towards them and like start touching them. I'm like, this is getting quite uncomfortable. And he would demonstrate it on me. Like he literally came up next to me and like, this is where I would place my arm if you were like, if I was trying to stick with you. I'm like, okay, this is, I just didn't know how to react. I was just like, I made an excuse. I was like, oh, I actually have to go somewhere. And he's like, well, isn't that a little rude to you for you to leave a date in the, like, in the middle? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I have other obligations. Like, yeah. So he was like annoyed that I have to leave, but I just didn't want to stay any longer. So yeah. So that was probably the wildest story. At least that comes to mind right now. Yeah. Good for you. That I would, I could only imagine how uncomfortable that, that situation is. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, that is not sexy. Just, uh, it might sound like you're, you're smart and stuff, but yeah, guys, like give, give the girl some mystery. Let her, let her just kind of wonder why, why is he touching me here? Is he touching me (laughs) because he just likes me, but you don't need to explain every step of the way. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's, that's really wild. So out of, out of all these dates that you did in, in Europe, was this what spawned the idea for recording the Zoom dates? So the Europe stories, I told my friends about it. So in general, a majority of my friends, they're all cuffed. They're all in relationships. And I'm just like the one who, you know, delivers the stories to them. I, I'm the entertainer, more or less. So they're like, in their stable, very healthy relationship. And but they're intrigued as to like, what the dating world is like now. So I get to be the lucky guinea pig and go out on dates. So they, we took it another, I decided to take it another step and show them what a typical date with me mm. would look like. Just because they hear all these like random stories. So like, they don't believe it. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to show you what happens on a date. So that's kind of how this idea like came hot. I was just like, I need to show you to prove what actually happens on these dates. Yeah. That's, that's really beautiful. And they get to live <laughs> vicariously. And, and, and I love the live part too, because they can actually give you responses and feel like they're yeah. there with you. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I do want to talk a little bit about how you find your dates, because mm-hmm. it sounds like you've got a pretty solid system and no shortage of, of people to meet, people to talk to. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, sometimes they're shy or they just don't know how to work the apps or they let meeting one bad person ruin it. And so they, they don't give it a shot anymore, but you, it sounds like you have some tricks up your sleeve. So what's, okay. what's your, what's your process for the apps? Like, how do you use them? Okay. So depends on where I am, but if I'm back on campus, so in Ithaca, I just usually stick to Tinder and Bumble. Those are two apps, but in general, when I'm back in New York city, I would mainly use hinge and Bumble. So, but regardless on all these apps, I, would first there, I mean, I have my own filter. So I personally look at, see, okay, where did they go to school? Height isn't a big thing for me just because I am five, three on a good day. So I feel like I'm not too tall as is, but in general, I've learned that you really have to talk to people more before agreeing to meet on a date, just because there I've had bad experiences where like we only exchanged maybe a couple lines and then we immediately go on a date. And I'm like, Oh, I could have saved myself like an extra, like what, two hours if I had like continue vetted them instead of just like going on a date immediately. So I think that was like the first lesson I learned uh, when I first started on the, the apps that I was just going on dates too willy nilly and not giving myself a filter. Um, just not giving a filter in general, but I would say you just have to. So in general for like a startup line, don't do the typical, Hey, what's up? I can't tell you how many times I still receive that line. Even though like, I feel like most people should know, like that's very generic. Everyone's probably saying that, like think of something more clever. I tend to 
I mean, I tend to make like blanket random statements. So sometimes I'll put like a random song lyric and then the, the other person tends to like usually recognize that song and it will continue it. So then that starts like leads into a conversation. I would highly recommend doing a song lyric just because if it's a song you like and you see that's like a mutual interest already, if they already know that song, I would say that had led me to like a lot of success. But then other, I would say, I don't really, sometimes I use a really cringy pickup line just because I've seen, so like I've received cringy pickup lines and I'll save it to my notes section in, on my phone. And I'm like, I want to use this one day. So sometimes I go through my notes section of like the really bad ones and see if it works. So that has worked a couple of times just because I think at least now most guys tend to be the one being the more cringy ones. So like if you flip it and you're the one who's cringy, like on Bumble, because you have to message first, then that usually draws attention. So you just really want to stand out basically amongst all the messages that someone else may get. Mm -hmm. That's definitely what I have learned. I love having a, a swipe file of cool responses and then you can just have like mm -hmm. a copy paste and go here. Okay. This is exactly. a great one. It takes mm -hmm. the work out. Cause that's sometimes I, I, I know it can be very in intimidating when you have 50 messages to respond to or whatever. And you're like, mm -hmm. Oh, I have to say something witty and charming for each one of these. But if you've already got it, you can just copy paste. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Just because like it can be, so usually people will try to find something on their pro on someone else's profile to like really customize that message. But I found that sometimes people don't put enough information. So you don't really have much to go off of. So that's why I use like those, then my note section to just like pull off a line and then throw it and use that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Very cool. All right. So now let's, now let's talk about some lessons learned from, from all of this. So You've been out on, on, on quite a few exciting dates, some not so exciting. And, mm -hmm. and you've also started to do this whole thing with the quarantine. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned through these dating experiences? Well, one big lesson is don't force something that's not there. Like I don't know why, but I will, even though from the first date, maybe I have this gut instinct that we probably will not go anything further, but I tried pushing it and try to make it work. If you realize that it's not going to work from the first date, like really should push it. Really trust your gut. Like I, I send, sometimes I override what my brain is thinking. I'm like, whatever, it's okay. Let's see where this goes. But that just wastes time on both people's ends. So that's like the number one, like that's one of my primary lessons. Like don't force something that's not there and really trust your gut. Another really important lesson I think is just don't ghost people and just an importance of communication. I know, I mean, I'm pretty sure most people been guilty of ghosting, whether they need to or not. But I've learned that you really, even if you don't see something going on with someone, you should still give them the respect and send them a text. Hey, I don't see this working out. It was great meeting you. I'm um, good luck out there. That's like my standard text, more or less. So really just communicating that because I realize that when I think I've had a good date, but then someone else just suddenly doesn't talk to me or just doesn't respond to my messages. I'm like, what happened? I'm like, what, what happened? And I just don't want to leave any book like, open still and leave the other person wondering. It's like, that's personally like, how I feel. So I like, I should do the same thing to other people and not ghost other people. So that's like a big thing, just not ghosting people. And just a simple text. It takes like five seconds. Keep it in your notes section for like when you need to like, you know, um, when you realize that you and someone else won't work out, just send that text right over. Yeah. I think it's the, the fear of dealing with it. I think people are just, yeah, it's easier to just leave it be than actually go. But when you think about how it feels on your end, it just makes sense. Hey, I would love to hear 
sorry, mm-hmm. not going to work out. No hard feelings, nothing personal. You're cool, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we're, exactly. we're probably not a match. So yeah, I love, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. So now, now I'd love to talk about how Samuel goes about taking things from first date to second date to getting intimate. What, mm-hmm. what's your criteria for that? And obviously just being in a dark place with alcohol isn't enough. Like there's gotta be something else. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, there's like, I feel like this is a rule that's you probably hear pretty often, like first date, second date, third date, and then intimate, like sex. I kind of follow that. Like, I don't have like a set number, but like, I usually wait like at least a third or fourth date. Like I want to really know this person before I get intimate with someone. And that has worked out for me just because I know if I get intimate with someone too quickly, emotions like that may not have already, I may get attached to someone and I don't really want to get to that level unless I really know, okay, I really like their personality. I really like other aspects about them. So I wait, I try to push it off as much as I can. Like that doesn't mean like, oh, you can't do kissing and like other things besides that. They're like, they're definitely like other ways besides just sex, but I personally hold that off until I see that, okay, this could actually progress further. So let's talk about that a little bit. What do you do if you do start to develop feelings and you've got the oxytocin flowing, you're connected and it's like, this person's awesome and you've decided to take it to the next level and you've decided to get intimate and, Mm -hmm. but now you're still kind of going about your single Mm -hmm. trajectory how do you how do you deal with that? Do you keep them in the back pocket as a friends with benefit thing? Do you cut it uh, off? So like with other people that I was currently seeing, I would say that when so people have rosters, right? So I would say I have no, I don't see any more than three people at once, just because then it just gets too much to handle. But like with each person, I'm usually at a different stage, and if I'm further along with someone, like in like if they're further along, maybe eight, four or five, then other people and I'm starting to like them. For the other people, I kind of just cut it off. And I'm just like, I don't see anything going on just because I'm not going to try to lead them on. And I want to rather devote like my efforts into this person that I actually have feelings for. So I, if I do see myself developing feelings for someone, I don't keep more than that person on my roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. So it's like you have your all-star players and then you've got, you've yes. got your, you've got people in the bullpen. These are the people mm-hmm. that you're dating seeing mm-hmm. how they work out. If they, yep. if they make it, then they'll come in the lineup. If not, then they're cut from the team. Yeah. Yeah. But that's <laughs> not to say that like, if it doesn't work out with the person that I'm further along with that, like I wouldn't revisit that, but, it, but I will cut it off if I do see it yeah. going further with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me about quality time. Like what, what constitutes like quality time with, with a date for you? quality time an example of a good quality time type of date would be like going on a hike just because you're spending like however long the hike is usually maybe three hours you're stuck with this person first of all you're stuck with them on the ride there and then throughout the entire hike and then on the ride back so i'm just being able to that's like hiking is a great way to like just have a conversation you can't do anything but walk and talk so that i think would be a great example of quality time i mean there are other things you don't have to go on a hike you could just like simply watch a movie and there's but the thing is like if you're watching a movie you actually have to watch the movie and not do netflix and chill like that's a totally different thing like actually have a conversation about it another great way would be i found was board game night inviting other people so it's more like a lot of couples and then you kind of get you get to see them with their friends and how they work with other people as well as like you know spend more time with them 
So they, mm-hmm. those are like great ways to spend quality time. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Samuel, it has been a blast having you on the show and yeah. Thanks. How do people, how do people stay in touch with you? You could find me on YouTube if you want to watch my love and quarantine series. So just search up Sam L and on Instagram, I'm the real Sam L. So, you know, just, I answer all my DMs and comments. So you can just reach out to me there. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Okay. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It's been a blast. Don't forget to swing by Apple, leave us a review. Those five-star reviews are the best. And of course, if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com slash single to introduce yourself and tell us your story. That's it for this one. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe, talk dirty, and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.